Welcome to A Sound Idea. I'm Dustin Kreft. This is a show where I try to inspire my guests by playing them a handful of sound effects and opening whatever conversational doors we may unlock along the way. My guest today is video editor, musician, and longtime friend, Ren Nickerson. You do have a professional voice. Well, thank you. I've done I've done some voicemail stuff for for the bank I used to work at. Oh, you also are a singer, an excellent singer. Well, uh, I will cop to singer. Mm-hmm. Um, the quality of the singing varies greatly. I think, give us a few but, bars. Um, oh God, <laughs> I would never do that to you. <laughs> oh, you're a singer. Go ahead. Let's hear some. C- come all ye <laughs> fair. Why is it that? Why is it like that? No one mm. knows. History will never tell. Sing the song No One Knows. By I audio, would, wait, but audio I don't. slave. It's not audio slave. Who is it? I Queens of the Stone s- Age. Yeah. Close enough. Yeah. They're, they they're have, different. They have some Kevin Bacon connection, I think. Those two bands. Wait, Audio Slave and Queens of the Stone Age both have a Kevin Bacon connection? No. Oh, I, I see what you're have- saying. <laughs> they're connected somehow. <laughs> I Kevin Bacon was in both bands. They're related somehow to Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Well, now I understand what you meant. No, I think like some musicians worked with other musicians or they're in the I don't know enough about either of those bands. I'm gonna be I'm gonna level with you, but I feel like they ought to have something in common. They probably do. Let's move on from those bands. Please. <laughs> How about this? Why don't I provide you with sound number one? I would love that. You're prepared? I'm so ready. Okay. For your listening pleasure, sound number one. It sounds it sounds a lot like uh, somebody chopping something up on a countertop, um, or a butcher block or something, and like cooking is something I wish I was good at. Um, it's something I think important to be good at to to, to at least some level, like beyond just feeding yourself, you know, you're nourishing yourself, giving yourself a reason to be at home and like, and then when you cook really well, you can feed other people, uh, you know, that you care about and then nourish them. And it's just like this big cozy thing. Um, like, you know, when I think about cooking or like, you know, meal prep, you know, like chopping stuff up ahead of time. I remember like before holidays, like before Thanksgiving, you know, like you, I was not allowed in the kitchen, I, you knew me that I was twitchy mm. and horrible and like I would have knocked over everything oh. and ruined everyone's life. And so like no allowing in the kitchen. And so you just sort of hear the sounds of like celery and vegetables and stuff being chopped and like the screams you hear rattling the screams. around. You yeah. hear the vegetables screaming, um, <laughs> you know, and you put on your headphones and you bury your head under your pillow trying to hide the screaming vegetable sounds out. 
but uh, to no avail, and you just weep silently in your mashed potatoes the next day, um, as is traditional, but no, I, uh, I wish I was good at cooking because that's an excuse to have people over, and I think I'm missing people mm. <laughs> a lot. I think that's probably why I'm thinking about it. I'm like, would, you know what would be cool, again, just to, like, have a kitchen full of noises of, like, moving stuff around and, like, glasses and silverware and knives and, you know, food prep and food cooking and then people talking. It's, yeah. Uh, it's been a while. For some reason, like, yeah. all my friends are so hard to, like, get in contact with and, like, no one wants to do anything in person anymore. Something's going on. I something, don't know what it is. Uh, somebody somebody said something to somebody. I don't know. I'm going to have to get to the bottom of this mystery. <laughs> but <laughs> I do have some pretty good memories, particularly with you, just hanging out in kitchens and living yeah. rooms and just drinking and eating and just, like, hanging out and having right. a really good time. And I, so I, I know I, what you mean exactly. Yeah. Uh, that whole so, social thing. It's a social thing. Yes. And so, like, that sound to me sounded like sort of the, the quiet work before a big event, you know? Like, yeah, you got to chop the thing. You got to put the pans in the places and preheat all the stuff so that so that then people can come in and then it's loud and fun and, you know. See, I would want it to be loud and fun during the prep time. Like, I'm always listening to music or, like, doing something. I sure. could not. I could not be sadly just chopping that giant carrot you know that would be horrible i don't think i could do that that's also that, i'm i'm terrible at cooking so maybe this is something you know the only i've come to i've come to truly believe that the only wrong way to cook for yourself is not to try um mm-hmm. i've i've been you know when i lived alone i would i would cook a lot uh kind of experimentally you know i think the the kids these days call them depression meals where it's just like well yep. i have a bowl of mushrooms and <laughs> five you know g- cheese cubes from yes. a <laughs> from a tray it's so or something funny. it's like I, I was telling someone a story today <laughs> that i used to eat a bowl of bacon bits green olives and shredded cheese just yeah. mixed together <laughs> in a bowl right <laughs> you know if i was feeling you know like self-care it would be like a bowl of ramen noodles with some frozen vegetables just stirred right in there just because mm-hmm. you're supposed to like but even even those stupid little things just here's a pile of food that i scavenged out of my home it just makes it feel more like you're living in a place and less like you're sort of haunting an apartment mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like like this is my house uh i actually live here and you can tell because i have this nourishing meal of like Three stalks of celery and a handful of chocolate chips. <laughs> yes, exactly. Perfection. Perfection. Right. Are you ready for sound two? I am. All right, let's do it.
growing up, my father's family was, is from uh, Pennsylvania, um, kind of just barely not Ohio, um, but I think kind of north. Um, and my mother's side of the family was all from the Kentucky, Tennessee area, uh, at least nine hours either way. And so obviously we didn't see the grandparents and stuff as much, um, just because, well, your place or mine, I'll see you in, uh, you know, <laughs> nine hours and change. Yeah. Um, but we would make at least once a year, one of these long car trips and, uh, and you just kind of get used to like being in this car with your whole family. And we, w I remember when my younger brother was new, we had, I believe, a Lumina, a Chevy Lumina. Mm. Whoa. And that was a family of five people, including a small baby in a <laughs> Lumina for nine hours. And, uh, and of course, I might be getting my timeline mixed up, but even four people for nine hours in a Chevy Lumina is a lot of hours in any car, yep. a honestly. Lot of, a lot of noises and smells and just, just horrible. <laughs> and, no and, and like, <laughs> the, But the car kind of becomes like the world. And like I could not... I never took in where we were going you know i was never able to like pay long enough attention to be like oh here's highway so and so or now we're about to get off on this exit it was always just sort of like we're like traveling we might as well have been traveling through space you get in the car and then you just go and and we would go we would not stop um in like a hotel or whatever because that's freaking expensive and mm -hmm. you know there's <laughs> the, we could just get there and so yeah. sometimes we would stop at uh rest stops to either switch drivers or to have a quick nap, um, get some snacks. And I, it was, it was sort of, once the sun went down and there was nothing in the whole world except the sound of the car, the radio, and the lights outside of the car, just kind of, you know, either cars passing or, you know, you'd go through a tunnel. Well, that was the like, coolest. Going through a tunnel is the coolest. Yeah. And suddenly everything sounds weird and different. But for a minute, you know, and then and then then suddenly you're out in the fresh air again. This, you know, sort of. You're still yeah. in a car, but it, it's such a huge chunk of my childhood. I can't think of memories with my family without thinking of how long we would drive to get there, and and, and kind of just the experience of just being in this car. It might have as well as been the whole world, you know. We might as well have been in a satellite, you know. It was exactly as. Uh, confined and is impossible to leave and I was in just as much control of where it was going as if I was in the <laughs> orbit of you know the moon um, and uh, and and the the feeling of like pulling over somewhere late at night and the crickets are going and the car radio is finally off for just a couple of minutes while we you know go to the vending machine or whatever and hearing the crickets and feeling grass under your feet for the first time in several hours and stretching all the way out before you kind of fold yourself back up to get, you know, to reassume, fit into the... You reassume the position. You, you Tetris yourself back into the car with your oh, yeah. siblings. I've always thought of you as a Tetris piece. Yeah. Which I Tetris piece would you be? Which one would I be? Yeah. De definitely the, the big L. The big L? I think That's so. That's a valuable piece. I think so. 
but it's also big and in the way. You don't want I, him at the wrong time. I think I'd be one of those little Zs that nobody I likes. I think you are a Z. Yeah, that everyone's like... No, but every so often, you got to have one of those I, I mean, every, every, every now and again, it is nice. Like, oh, fucking thank you, because I have this stupid slot that is perfect now that a T can't fit in, but this Z mm-hmm. will be great, but... Yeah, and I'm too tall for it. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. So people are uh, Tetris pieces. Tetraminos. Yeah. Are they called Tetraminos? I literally don't know. I believe it. I spent a lot of time playing Tetris, but I spent a lot of time... In the car. That that sound just kind of reminded me of going somewhere outside your control yeah. in a vehicle. With Another thing stops. that something that you mentioned was like that weird silence when the radio and the car both turn off at the same time. Yes. And you, you no one wants to get up because you've been driving for so long. You have to get up. And you didn't realize how you've been vibrating. Yeah. Like you don't realize you've been vibrating until suddenly you're not anymore. And it's like, yeah. whoa, whoa, my skin is calm. <laughs> what and is you got to find your shoes. <laughs> oh, man, you were allowed to take your shoes off in the car? Yeah. I had to beg and beg. <laughs> Mother, please. father, please. Mother, father, please. May I take off my shoes? <laughs> May I please take off my shoes, mama? Oh. <laughs> How would you feel about uh, sound three? I would feel ecstatic about sound three. All right, let's hit it. When people listen back to the stream, they're like, what? That wasn't what it was at all. But on my end... It could be my fault. What Zoom is allowing me to hear... um, Sounded like a room with some busy work and some electronic beepings and things. And it made me think of a hospital room. Um, You already know this, but nigh on about 10 or 11 years ago now, I had a fall and busted my whole pelvis in half um, and broke both my dang old feet. And so, my God, did I ever spend a lot of time in a hospital room. But you know what's messed up is actually um, if I had just broken my pelvis in half, though it it, it was... I could have walked out of the hospital after they screwed it back together um, because the pelvis isn't like a moving part. Yeah. And so once it's back together, it's like, okay, go, bye. You're done. Um, It was my feet. (laughs) Gosh darn feet of mine. Kept me in the hospital for nine whole ass days and and off of my feet for two whole ass months uh, before I was able to walk again. And boy, let me tell you, can't recommend it. Two stars. I remember. It was really scary. It was a bad time. <sighs> Could have been worse time. Me, it's stressing me out even thinking about it. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> Being in the hospital for that long is insane. Yeah. And well, for, but for <sighs> me, I 
I know I was there for nine days, but I could not count out nine days worth of memories to you hmm. because they gave me this little button. The morphine button? The morphine button. I, too, have and, had the morphine button. And every time you push the morphine button, you time travel. Everything is a little bit better. Yeah. It, it, you just, it's basically you push the button, and then it's a couple hours later. Uh, yeah. And you can then hit the button again if you want. <laughs> when I had the morphine button, they had uh, – it was like AMC was available in the room. And yes. they were showing Conan the Barbarian – and the, and, the other, and the second one, back to back for like all week. Amazing. And so I would get this massive hit of morphine and then watch Conan. I think Incredible. I probably watched both movies four or five times easily. That's a lot of times. It was amazing. I don't actually know what was on the television with me. Uh, I think Mark said it. Um, it might have been like Top Chef or something like that, like some kind of show that you can just sort of binge forever and means nothing and <laughs> can yeah, just kind of Yeah, it doesn't matter if you miss it for 20 minutes. Right. Yeah. Um, people being horrible to each other for a cash prize, you know. For <laughs> yeah, that's horrible. <laughs> but you reminded me also, and during the same hospital visit, I wasn't allowed to eat solid foods. And I tried to watch the film Ratatouille. Oh, and no. I, and I watched like the what first a mistake. couple minutes of it. And I was like, I hate this movie forever. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> Oh, no. This rat gets to eat this amazing cheese. <laughs> Hell no. I hate this rat. I hate this movie. I would Disney. murder that rat and take yeah. his cheese in a heartbeat. Big in time. a heartbeat. Yeah. Remy, if you were real, you would be dead. Rip and Remy. I would be eating your delicious strawberry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, hospitals. Can't recommend. That whole experience was buck wild. Uh, and, you know, like, glad is the wrong word but i am glad i had that experience i guess um i was kind of treated to a a a little flake of the life of someone with a visible disability yeah um and it was very eye-opening and it has affected me in way even tiny little like language ways i never ask anyone anymore if they need help i ask if they want help Mm-hmm. Um, which is a small thing, and I don't know if it actually makes a difference, but I was very... T- you get tired of people assuming you need help. I had a woman at Walmart follow me into the bathroom when I was in a wheelchair. She followed me into the bathroom to ask if she needed to help me with anything, and she got, like, real close, like, anything. Oh. And I'm like, lady? No. <laughs> Go away. What the fuck? <laughs> Sorry, is this a swearing podcast? This is one of those swearing podcasts. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, it, to be fair, I was I was only in the wheelchair for like a month and a half, two months. And so I wasn't like incredibly graceful with it. Um, and I had gotten myself, you know, it was a quote unquote handicap accessible bathroom. Uh, but it had like this stupid maze like they have. Like there's no door. It's just a little yeah. jog that you have to go around and i definitely got my dumb ass wedged in the corner <laughs> and so i was so i was in the middle of doing like this you know 30 point turn just eh, 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 oh, eh. No. and this and this lady like grabbed my wheel and you know pulled me out from the wall so that i could go and i'm like oh thanks but then she like kept following me in to be like do you need help i really don't mind and i'm like mm. oh well guess what i do I actually mind a lot and yeah. uh it would be really cool if I could just forget this ever happened. Yeah, but now um, we're talking about it on a podcast. Yeah, now we're talking. Now it's forever 
forever recorded. So yeah, um, it was it was a very interesting experience. You get to see a lot of things. You get to from a different perspective. You know, just like using my cane, walking past someone, they would like look at you and do the Midwest like, eh. you know, like hello, like I've made eye contact with you and now I'm acknowledging your existence. Um, and then immediately look away because they're like, don't look at the cane, 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 don't look at it, don't look at it. Oh god, oh god, you can just see the sweat like beating on people's brows. Like shit, she knows I I looked at her and and I saw I I beheld her form, <laughs> and now I'm a bad person. <laughs> it's like, dude, it's fine. It's it's a cool <sighs> cane. Look at it. And they say it gets colder. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Hey, I like that. Uh, I forgot you'd had that horrible injury. I, I don't like thinking about it, but I, I'm glad you told that story. Let's go to sound four. Was beautiful that's all no <laughs> <laughs> sound number five sound five let's do this <laughs> i can tell you what it makes me think of yeah yeah it makes me think of being in college and being in film class and being made to watch these these films that i had never i'd heard of maybe but never ever would have intended to see films where you are forced to feel things and have emotions uh, yes. and films where maybe something sad happens, maybe something bad happens and maybe it doesn't always work out movies. I would never have seen. Uh, I, at that age anyway, For I sure. was definitely not interested in anything like this. Yeah. And so I remember seeing these movies and and for whatever reason that little piece of music just sort of reminded me of like being in that classroom being surrounded by these people who like i wasn't sure if they got it or not it didn't really matter i guess but i'm sitting there going like is this supposed to be this uncomfortable like are movies supposed to do this to me <laughs> right i don't know but that is the power of of film oh yeah end of a end of a score 100% um yeah. It, uh, it honestly, like, what it made me think of is when I was in high school, people are going to think I haven't had any experiences in the past 15 years, but when I was in high school, I cared so much about being in band, like, I was a musician, you know, and I really wanted to be good, um... Sort of out of spite, I'm re I've realized, like, looking back, uh, which is a story all on its own, I can tell you later, but, um. <laughs> okay. I, uh, I made it once 
to Allstate. And, uh, the insurance and I, company? Yeah. Were you in good hands? I was in great hands uh, at Allstate. Keep, I'm sorry. And <laughs> you made it to Allstate. That's what it was called, right? Allstate band? State. State band. State I did band? It too. Yeah. Was, it, was it state band? State band, yeah. I don't remember. Dude, it's been like 20 years. I, um, did you like state band? I hated it. I... Well, I was called in, like, I was on their just-in-case-someone-can't-make-it list, uh, so I didn't know I was going until oh. much closer to the actual time, because uh, my audition wasn't quite good enough to qualify me, but it was good enough, oh, one of the flutes dropped out, can't make it, let's pull in this one with the rest of the Litchfield kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, sat last chair, I am a trash fire when it comes to sight reading which is pretty much what that whole event is for yeah uh, because you have three days to learn them yeah i'm real good when i can learn something but you gotta give me the time i did not crack those open once beforehand it was maybe Uh, that's why i had such a bad time (laughs) well i didn't even have an opportunity because i didn't know i was going and so we get there and i i mimed i like i'm not i'm gonna level with you there are a handful of times where i'm just like my attempting would drag this band down. And so I just remember sitting here, dead last chair, just privileged to be there. Um, you know, sitting next to the first chair, Oboe, who was incredible. I still remember her. Uh, I believe her name was Sarah. And, Shout uh, out to Sarah, the Oboe player. Right? I'm sure she's listening. <laughs> Please, write in, Sarah. Yeah, do it. Um, was there like a really obnoxious kid who sat next to you and ate a bunch of Gardettos the whole weekend? Um, <laughs> it might have been that me. was me. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but just sitting there in this room full of kids, most of whom were probably, well, I mean, definitely better like musicians than I was, probably had more opportunities in terms of, like, tutoring and how much money they could spend on, you know, the instruments themselves and how much time they had and how much incentive they had to actually practice. And so just sitting in this room where all these people open up this music none of us have really seen before, and and it sounded so good. And, I mean, they were high school kids, but it still it sounded amazing to me mm-hmm. to be sitting in amongst it. It almost made up for the fact that I was absolutely out of my depth, sweating 100% bullets, and just like, please, God, please, God, when I play, the few times I play, please, do not let me squeak this flute. Do not let the horrible, weird honk come out. Please, <sighs> I ju- let me be completely unnoticed. I beg the Lord to not be seen. Amen. Uh, amen. That was the <laughs> That was my feeling. But it's just like... It was just this wonderful, there's nothing like sitting in a band that is playing beautifully. Uh, it's amazing when you're amongst the people playing beautifully, and that's yeah. where I would prefer to have been. But even just being there and having the whole sound just envelop you, and then at the end, people like applauding and like crediting you with a part of it, even though, you know, one instrument obviously doesn't really make that much of a difference in, in a big band like that. Except for the trumpet, everyone knows. Of course. Trumpet's number one. <laughs> I'm just saying that, not that because I played trumpet, because I didn't play trumpet. No, but you because certainly didn't. That is the that is just the thinking of a trumpet player. They'll admit it. Ask one. Oh, yeah. Actually. Ask one. How, uh, 
Absolutely, for sure. Um, literally everyone in my family but me plays trumpet. Mm-hmm. My well, except for my <laughs> and mom. And it shows. <laughs> and it shows. No, both my brothers, my sister, my dad, all play trumpet, and I was going to play trumpet because. We owned a trumpet already because my dad mm-hmm. played trumpet. And so it's just like, well, hmm, no brainer. Do I spend $600 on an instrument that maybe my kid won't even like? Or do I hand her a $600 instrument that we already own and she will get good at it? Um, but my grandmother actually purchased me a flute secondhand from a friend. And so I was like, oh, cool. I'll play the flute then. And that's what I did. And I you did it flute. well. You did it quite well. I was the, the, the worst of the best in the state for a time you're damn right i i'm i'm not i'm not mad about it it was a good memory it was an interesting weekend i know uh, i haven't thought about doing all-state band since it happened so many years ago it's i mean it's it's silly and it's nerdy but it is kind of a magical thing to be in well i did band i did band band camp oh and band camp was much more you had a whole week to do it and you you learned it and they had yeah. a real conductor there. Um, it was kind of nerve wracking for sure, mm-hmm. because you come from a small town, and like it seems yeah. like everyone there is really good at what they're doing, right? And, and you know that like out, all their yeah. families have like so much money, and like, <laughs> like it turns just, out like, you know your personal band director didn't actually teach you how to read music, just how to read rhythms, right? So they put you on like chimes or something, and you're oh, like. No. I don't. I it's can't. Like, play you can these. play the marimbas, right? Like. <laughs> nope. So, <laughs> give me, give me that bass drum, friend. Sound number five, mambo number five. What if sound number five was mambo number five every the time? The entire, the entire, the whole song. song. The I entire cut you, song. Like if you try to talk, I mute you. <laughs> it really makes me feel like maybe I do need some Jessica in my life. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. This is Mambo number five. Did it is it almost sounds like water in a in like a can or a, like a watering can or a bucket? I mean, it's up to you what you heard, but but that's what it is. Yes. <laughs> when I was at toy playing age, young young child, pre high school, pre you know, caring about books and things like you know, when I was still like young and. Had toys that I played with, you know, reading for nerds. I want There's Legos. There's toys behind me right now. I mean, look at all these toys. It's okay to like toys, okay? I'm gonna stand up for my toy, my toy bros here. Yeah, but do you? You don't. You clearly do not play with them. They are all in beautiful boxes, displayed gorgeously. To be honest, those aren't mine. Mine are out of the package, and they're played with. But Good. let's move on. Now, when I when I was really little, I used to love playing with water. I don't know why. I would, like, 
fill the sink with water and have, like, pool parties for my little plastic toys, uh, which my mom definitely hated. I <laughs> loved bath time, and I would, um, my best friend growing up lived out in the country, and she and I would go out into the kind of wooded cow pasture, um, out behind her, the property out behind her house that belonged to a relative of hers, so we had permission to be out there. We were just, like, randomly trespassing in somebody's cow pasture. <laughs> um, but there was a creek in the, in the woods, and we would spend so much of our time wading up and down that creek we would just we'd get there shoes would come off we had a we had a designated spot we always leave our shoes and socks because we would come back for them and we would just pick a direction upstream or down and we would just go as far as we could in one direction and just see what we could see and it was they are they are you know, as you, as you get older and you look back at, like, some childhood memories, it's like, oh, you know, your experience kind of colors them. Like, maybe that's not as pleasant as I thought, or, oh, maybe I had a lot more going on than I thought, or, you know. But those memories out there in the creek, just splashing around, are still so treasured to me. Um, they were just wholesome. We would pack, like, bologna sandwiches that would just be so lukewarm by the time we would settle down somewhere to eat them. But it was delicious. It was the best lukewarm bologna you could possibly ask for. <laughs> and, like, it's just, you know, sitting on a log, our feet dangling into the water and, you know, trying to catch whatever frogs or behold the minnows or, you know, we would come across old beaver dams. It was It was really special and... And we'd always try to, like, capture some of it, you know, like a baby frog or something. You know, you put it in a bucket full of water and you, like, you know, you carry it home and you hear the sloshing of the bucket. You know, it's just that sound trying to get it home. But it was, you know, it never worked. And, you know, you'd have to release the frog eventually. And mm -hmm. uh, and then it was just a bucket. Mom uh, you says know. no. Yeah, the magic was gone and it's just a bucket now. And <laughs> But uh, that's... Just the, the the sound of water and like containers of water. I I coveted the I coveted water as a kid. I wanted I wanted to be have water to put my hands or feet in. When it would rain, I would go in bare feet out in front because we lived on a dead end street. I would go out into the the road after rain and just like wade in the puddles. Disgusting. I'm sure my mom hated that as well. Yeah. And I would make little boats out of red bud leaves, um, because they turn into cups when it's dark and they, and I would just start up a hill as much as a hill as you get in, you know, in Illinois, I would <laughs> go to the top of the hill and I would <laughs> set the little leaf down in the, in the stream and it would just, and I would follow it. Like that was the most adventurous thing in the universe is me just walking slowly next to this leaf in the ditch until it, you know, was, was gone from view, whether into a drain or, you know, past my neighborhood, but it was mm -hmm. a, there's it's like so, for some reason no matter how like fake a toy was or how inexperienced i was just like water is always real you introduce a toy to water it that's that's real water you know it's not toy water yeah it's the, it just if you have just, a toy boat and it floats that's a real boat that's a boat now it's that an actual boat yeah and and, and, I, and just I like water mean. yeah just water 
and it's everywhere and it falls out of the sky and you can swim in it and you can do whatever. It was just, I loved, I loved containing water, having water around. I, my first ever memory of meeting you was at a pool party. So what does that say? Holy shit, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I'm dog shit at at swimming, but I love to swim. I do love to swim. Same. Same. I'm bad at it. Definitely top five most drownable people you know, probably. I was on the swim team, uh, and I would stay probably same for me, though. (laughs) Pretty drownable. (laughs) But I did. I would go to the pool all the time. Uh, The public pool. Yeah. That that old public pool. That's where I heard, like... Any popular music, any popular music I heard, it was at the pool. Because you know, my house was not listening to popular music. We were listening to 70s soft rock, and we were listening to contemporary Christian. Yeah. And that was it. Uh, So, yeah, going to the pool and hearing, you know, Dr. Octagon's blue flowers over the the chlorine. It's like, this is a magical place. (laughs) I know what you mean, though. Exactly. Yeah, they did have, yes, it was exactly like that for me, too. Yeah. But then when I had to, I was kind of forced into being on the swim team. Uh, it took the magic right out of it. Oh, it's funny how that works. Being there so early in the morning, it's cold. Having to be competitive. Oh, that's the worst. I hate being, com- I'm a competitive person and I hate the feeling of being competitive. And so I don't play games because I hate like, like, like versus games. I don't play yeah. them. It sucks. I hate it. I, I hate so the I- feeling of winning and I hate the feeling of losing and I hate the way I hate feeling like losing like i just the whole experience is just painful for me you've given me two different ideas number one just to finish off the swim team story i refuse i was a pretty fast swimmer but i refused to dive i just hated dive. i was like i'm not doing that why would i jump head first into water (laughs) that's so stupid Think about it. It's the dumbest thing you've ever there done. There is concrete down there. Yeah. The water doesn't go forever. No. You guys are And you're are so a tall stupid. man. Yeah. So, you know, that was stupid. But I'm up there on that block with my Speedos on. And I would just leap in and just belly flop every time. And I would Incredible. still occasionally do okay, get a ribbon, you know. But I, I was never that good because I would refuse to die. <laughs> right. Um, but the other thing is I played basketball in seventh grade, I think it was. My friend said, hey, my best friend said, hey, let's play basketball. It'll be fun. I said, okay, cool. I like playing basketball, you know, with my friends, playing basketball as a fun game. Yeah, horse or whatever. Then we play our first game game Uh and kids are shoving into me, scratching me, hitting me in the face with their elbows, just pushing me down, like slapping. I got slapped in the face like three times. Yeah. I was like, this is not fun. Yeah, it sucks. This is actually. not fun at all. Like, I'm like trying to shoot the basket and people are just shoving me down. Wh- oh, yeah. That's not fun. If you want to be that competitive, like, I don't know. It's not my and thing. I don't get yeah, it. And as crappy as it is for you, five foot three <laughs> <laughs> basketball units were hell for me. I think I made a single basket my whole life. Um, but, my, you know, I tried because I am a competitive person and it br- has brought me so much pain in my life that like now as a 30 odd whatever I am now, I'm like, I just don't want th- the my winning move is not to play. <laughs> You're a wise I, old master. That's me now. I, I prefer games where either the winner doesn't matter, like something like your apples to apples yeah. or it's just you know, for fun, just, purely yeah, just for fun. The fun games or like j- games like Journey where, you know, you're teaming up. And you're yes. doing something together. Yes. PlayStation 3 hit Journey. Hell yeah. It's a great game. 
it, it's a beautiful it, it game. Tr- it's it's one of, it's still one of my favorites, and and it, there are still people playing it, which is also wild. Sound number six. Here we go. Well, I know that sound. That's the crispity crunchity sound of of one of my favorite musical mediums. Media, I guess, is the plural of medium. The a uh, record, a record static. Um, the sound of a well loved track. That is my that is my most favorite. Like, I always kind of thought that records were just like a hipster thing. Um, and honestly, I, I believe they still are. <laughs> I, I cannot tell the difference in sound quality from record to like digital. Um, what I like about it is, like, growing up and getting your own get like getting a job and like buying your own stuff. Like, as I was growing up, everything cost. and I was aware of it. You know, my family didn't have a ton when I was young. They're um, obviously we're doing much better now. But, like, at th- when I was young, we didn't have a lot, and so we had to take care of our things. I would get in trouble, you know? It would, bo- it would boggle my mind. You hear about kids, like, cutting the hair off their Barbies or whatever. Yeah. I would have been so grounded if I'd done that. Like, I would have been beyond grounded if I had, like, maimed a toy <laughs> that someone spent money on. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, you get your own house and you get your own things and, like, suddenly you have a place to, like, keep your stuff and like I, I I would I would become obsessed with like keeping things pristine, you know. Don't want to scratch the furniture. Don't want to flatten the pillows. Don't want to you know get something stuck to the pans. Don't want you know. Yeah. And I've come to realize that actually it's fine to use things in the way they're meant to be used because they are just things. Um, you know, even, even sentimental items, you know, I've got, you know, these little tea figurines from my late grandmother that she gave me that, um, they're made of porcelain and they came in little boxes of tea once upon a time. And, uh, but she's not in them, you know, like they're just a a handy physical reminder of something that I remember anyway, whether I own them or not. And, Mm -hmm. and so it's, it's uh, the last few years of my life, I've been trying to like pull myself away from the mindset of like preserving all the things that are important to me and more just like using them, you know? I would buy shoes that I loved and then never wear them because I didn't want them to get wrecked, you know? I'll save them for special occasions. Well, what's yeah. a special occasion? There was a pair of shoes I loved and I never got to wear them out because I broke both of my feet and they're shaped a little different now. Oh. And and so I couldn't fit into them anymore. And it's like, <laughs> what was the what was the point? And so when we when Mark and I got into collecting records, it's like memories. They say, and I believe it is a fact, but I never read the literature on it. But I believe every time you remember a memory, it becomes less accurate. Um, every time you remember something, whatever situation you're in right now, as you remember it, is coloring it. Um, so every time you remember something, you're remembering it less and less accurately every yeah. time. And every time you play a record, you have worn that record down one play's worth. It will never sound completely the same. Like, you won't be able to tell the difference between one and ten playthroughs, but, you know, one in a hundred playthroughs absolutely will. And 
And there's something very cool about that. I, I, I like getting used records and seeing, wow, you, someone loved this track more than any of the others. You know, I've got, I've got one record that the first track is like, <laughs> and then the next track is like, <laughs> it's like, clearly this person bought this whole record just for this one song and played the hell out of it. Aww. And you can tell. And because the rest of the record sounds totally fine. I do love that. And and there's something kind of special about that. Like, yeah, it's not pristine and I'm not hearing it perfectly, but I can pull up Spotify and listen to anything perfectly. You know, I can listen to high quality YouTube, you know, songs. But there's something so purposeful about this physical thing that I'm yeah. definitely damaging just by enjoying it. Yeah, there's it's it's. It's grounding in a in a in a way that's so pretentious but it's true yeah there's you know the ritual of it like i'm deciding that i love this enough to wear it out uh and to to destroy it you know basically and uh you you reminded me that i was once given as a gift the james bond aston martin uh from the 60s it's like a little toy it's a it's a it's it's an original from 60 something and it looks like it, originally that's a silver vehicle, but it's like the sure. one I have is like rusted and horrible looking, and <laughs> it barely works. And then there's like a ejector seat; the top opens up, but it's like it's like broken. But I was like, somebody played with like this like crazy. Yeah, someone loved this thing. I love it more, right? Knowing that someone probably played with this for so long, it mm-hmm. wasn't just put in a drawer somewhere. Someone got their use out of this and loved yeah. it. Yeah, and now I have it. And so yeah. I made a point to touch it every day and, and, and roll it around on the desk and awesome. slide it along. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just love that. Yeah. I still have it. I still do that with it. And I mean, I mean, I don't mean to cast shade. Like there is a like if you like to keep something pristine so that you can look at it in perfect condition. Like that's valid. I'm not saying it's. Uh, but I'm. I, I think it was just. It was. It was pervading everything. You made a good point. I didn't want to do anything with any of my stuff because I was just afraid. Yeah. Of of, har- of harming it, but uh, and I actually kind of had this discussion with Mark the other day because we have these record cabinets um, that were a gift. They're like benches, and and the bench folds up, and there's like you can fill them with rec- so many records. And by God, are we ever filling them? <laughs> and uh, and I bought these little tags to put on them. This is oh my God, cut this story. It's not interesting nope. at all. Keep so going. that I could alphabetize the records and these little tags that you can write A through Z <laughs> and then pull, you know, for like file cabinets. You're um, nerd. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Listen, we ended up somehow, when before I started keeping a list and alphabetizing everything, we ended up with three discrete copies of Led Zeppelin II. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look, it happens. It's going to happen. Well, not anymore. <laughs> By God, we've got a we've got a list now on the drive. We can pull it up from the cloud and look it. at it in the record store and say, "No, we already own this." Um, <laughs> Step away from the Zeppelin. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we have these benches, and you pull them up and you fill them with stuff. And and I'm like, Mark, can I? P-? They kept on falling off because they're self adhesive. And I'm like, Mark, can I just super glue these this thing? And he was like, I feel bad wearing this out because it's in so good such good shape and it's a vintage thing like it's from the 60s or 70s yeah and i'm like yeah it still has the tags on no one ever used it like someone owned this and literally didn't even put a single record in it 
And now I'm going to super glue A through Z <laughs> to this first, <laughs> or, you know, A through B or whatever. I'm going to do it, this, damn it. I'm going to do it because it's mine now. And and now if, if it's ever an artifact in a museum, instead of being pristine, people would say, look, this person ruined it. You ruined it, and it's trash now. And then they can take it out back and burn it. This person was an idiot. This person was so stupid. <laughs> um, but I, I think, yeah, I think, I think finding kind of the joy in wearing out physical artifacts in your life is kind of comforting. You know, everything is so permanent and forever now. You know, the internet, uh, you can look at anything, and it's just going to be there forever. And, uh, and so just sort of having things in your home that, like, is just for you, and you will wear them out, and it'll never be the same after you're done with it. It's just something kind of wholesome about that. I like it. Very good. Thank you so much for having me on. I, I had a lot of fun. I hope it was good content for your podcast. What I love is content. It's what I crave. <laughs> it's what I love to make. You get up in the morning, you pour yourself a hot cup of content, and uh-huh. you start your day. What, where can, what do you have to plug? Where can people find you? What, are, what do you want to tell people about? Um, if people want to check out my music, uh, my husband Mark and I are a band, Idle Oath, I-D-L-E-O-A-T-H dot com. That will take you right to our Facebook page, because I don't know how to build a website in 2022. <laughs> the last time I built a p- website, I did so in Notepad. Oh, <laughs> you built me a website before, didn't you? In Notepad, yeah. Oh my god. Uh, no, on. no, yeah. Well, in WordPress by that point, so oh, WordPress yeah. did a lot of it for me. But Thanks, yeah, WordPress. it's a. Uh, uh, is WordPress even still a thing? It doesn't matter. Go to idoloth.com if you or idoloth.bandcamp.com. Go to there. Go to the Bandcamp, and you can buy the music there, right? Directly. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's pay what you want, so free. And, yes, um, but pay for it, please. It's it's so good. Well, you can it's you can so also good. have it. I mean, you can listen to it first, but then please pay for it. It's yeah, excellent. We've, we've got a couple of live performances. Uh, we've got a, a an EP up, and spoilers. Twenty twenty two may just be the year of another EP. Um, oh, me too. Yeah. In fact, when this comes out, not to talk over you with my own thing, please do. But you brought this up. Um, my record, Face the Master, a Salem's Lot inspired uh, instrumental thing, it's, it's comes good. out on 2-22-2022. So uh, if you're listening to this the day it comes out, it, it'll be out Tuesday. Heck yeah. I've heard it. It's good. Oh, no. It's just another one of my things. <laughs> well, you do good things. <laughs> thank you. And thank you for sharing this wonderful podcast with me. Thanks for sharing it with me, dude. Heck yeah.